Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday. You know what time that is. It's Lighten Up and my dog is barking in the background and I want to kill her. My name is Steve Miller. uh, And today we have a very special guest host. The uh, my my lovely sidekick Roy Mosinian is not with us today, but we do have a guest host that was with us before. A very very funny man. Please give it up for Mister Yosef Kanef. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hi oh, that was your um your whoopee cushion that you had on the last show. I had beans for breakfast. Oi, come on, let's keep it clean. Yosef, how are you? Thank God, I'm I'm vertical. You're vertical. Yes, you are. Now, if our uh, listeners don't remember, you were one of our guest hosts. You were very, very funny. And we talked about your beard and how it got caught in some power tools. <laughs> oh, it, it happened again this week. What? It ha- it ha- I, I told myself that's never going to happen again, right? I, was, I, I have a bench that I was working on. I had to drill a few more holes in it. I had my new drill because the old drill finally died. And my, you know, I said, should I roll it up? Nah, it's okay. I'll just stay away from the drill. Next thing that happened is the tip of the beard got caught in the chuck, and the drill was up on my face. Oh my! Um, I will learn Yo- eventually. Yosef, be careful. What are you? Oh my God! No, dude, <laughs> thank God! Thank God! I wasn't working on a car. <laughs> well, you're Jewish. Oh, although we did talk about that. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Look, let's uh, say hello to our listeners, uh, Yosef. Of course, we have always, as always, the United States of China. Israel, oh, Ireland, top of the day to you. I love you, Ireland. Oh, Jamaica. I love Jamaica. Japan is listening and Canada. Welcome, everybody. Where do you see that? <laughs> don't worry about it. I see it. That's Oh, in the Netherlands, too. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm in control. Actually, it's our producer. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, so last week we didn't have a show because our lovely, my lovely sidekick Roya had a uh, an emergency that she had to attend to, and um, and of course this week uh, she couldn't do the show. And I'm feeling, Yosef, no offense to you, but I'm feeling a little naked right now. You know, uh, it's been a while since we worked together, and uh, you know you're you're different from Roya in many ways. Uh, one, you have a beard, and Roya does not. <laughs> lucky, lucky for her. <laughs> but uh, last week was um, Purim, and I really wanted her to be on the show because she's Persian, and I wanted to have the opportunity to bring an actual descendant of Achasveros on our show, and uh, we missed the opportunity. Um, but how was your Purim? It was good. Um, I'm trying to remember what we did. I really don't remember. Um, oh, yeah, I, I took the whoopee cushion to shul. I used it as a grogger. So you know, when when it, for people who don't know, when they read the Megillah, whenever they mention the name Haman, so then yeah. people will make noise. So they bring these noisemakers, these various different things. Some people bring strange, you know, like pneumatic horns, anything to make noise. So what I did is waited until all the noise just about died down, and the rabbi was going to continue with the Megillah, and then I let out a fart. So that was, <laughs> it, it was very, it was popular. It was people liked it. <laughs> You are one crazy Chabadnik. Uh, 
Anyway, well, that's good. What did you dress up as? Um, what did I dress up as? Friday night, not the Purim night, I dressed up as a Civil War um, uh, officer. And oh. same thing Same thing for the daytime. Oh, okay. Cool. I have costumes that I sewed. I, I sew in my spare time. Really? Look at yeah. you. And you sewed a Civil War costume? That's incredible. It was It was a lot of fun to make. Um, did you didn't get your beard caught in the sewing machine, did you? No, you careful? <laughs> no, I was careful. Okay, good. Um, well, I everyone was asking me, like Stephen, are you? I, I look, I don't like dressing up. You know, I grew up secular. I never got dressed up for Halloween. I never cared about that holiday. And of course, now that I'm uh, observant, it's a it's a pagan holiday. Uh, but uh, so perm, same thing. Whatever. I'm just not into it. But this year, I did get dressed up. I went as the ex-husband of Orpa the Moabite. <laughs> and for our listeners who know what I'm going through, you, you certainly understand that. But uh, if they're not familiar with the Tanakh, they don't know who Orpa was, but that's who I went as. <laughs> Orpa, that's a, that's a side agency from DARPA. Actually. <laughs> that's actually Oprah's stepsister. <laughs> so it's Oprah with dyslexia. That's right, that's right. Uh, you know, I didn't. So. I didn't grow up observant either. I grew up in a in a house where I went to a Jewish school from first grade to sixth grade, but at home we had, you know, it was multicultural. We had Pesach. My mother showed me how to make Easter eggs. We had, you know, we had uh, Hanukkah. We had a Christmas tree. We had everything. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, that's good. Um, anyway, uh, we've got a great show. I want to start it off with an article, um, which I think you'll like. Now. Um, I remember when you were on the show last time, you told me, now, how old are you again? You told me you were like 70, right? Something in there, yeah, yeah, biologically. Right, you, right. Well, here's an article exactly for you. This, you you do not look 70. 70, first of all, is not old. You look fabulous. You look marvelous, darling. Thank you. But here is an article I found. It says, doctor said, uh, this doctor, um, it says, he reduces uh, a doctor said his biological age is 20 years younger than his actual age. Here is his morning routine. Now, I'm going to tell you his name is Dr. Mark Hyman. He's amazing. I know. him. I mean, not personally, but yeah, yeah. go ahead. OK, I'll, I'll shut right. up. Dr. Hyman. Is he Jewish? Uh, I think so. Hyman. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jaime town. Uh, anyway, um, he said uh he, he's 63 years old, but he but he's as healthy as a 43-year-old. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's his morning routine. Let me know what you think. Okay. Let me see what you do. So it says here, um, uh, it says, um, Hyman isn't against aging. He just wants us all to do it better. He said, it's a common misconception that getting old automatically means comes with health problems like achy joints, foggy thinking, and chronic illness. Well, I, I wake every every I wake up every morning like oi oi <laughs> you know getting out of bed, um, but this is what he does. So you can tell me what you do because you look fabulous too. He says he starts the day with meditation, coffee, and time to write. Do you do any of those things? No. <laughs> okay, so right now his theory is debunked because you look fabulous and you do none of that. Now I have coffee all the time and I write jokes and I feel like I'm a hundred and three. Oh, yeah, there you go. You're holding up his book, Food. Um, it says, Hyman said the first thing he does every morning, waking up at 6 a.m. is meditate for 20 minutes. Oh, great for him. Good for him. Then he enjoys his morning coffee. All right, I wonder if it's Sanka. 
And then he sits down for some dedicated writing time. Okay, boy, this guy sounds like a real soy boy. <laughs> um, then this is what he does next. Then he goes into strength training, exercise, and is essential part of the healthy aging routine. That's so after, a that's a okay, very good idea. Do you exercise? Um, I try to. You know, I, I, I this, this week I said I want to work out like every day for a half an hour doing something. It used to be three times a week. Now I want to get it every day because it's just a very good thing to do. Now you you put power tools near your beard. That's exercise. <laughs> That's exercise in itself. Trying to untangle it from your six foot beard that hangs down to your belly button. Um, it says here after his coffee, Hyman hits a strength training routine with resistant bands. Okay, it's very nice. Uh, and then it says here uh, after his morning workout, Hyman resistance you- bands. Those are those are the musical groups that play it on Tifa things. <laughs> <laughs> Hi oh, there you go. Uh, after his morning workout, uh, Yosef, uh, Hyman, Hyman, he uses a steam and a cold plunge staying in the 40 degree water for three minutes. Wow. Steam, steam and cold plunge. I guess. I don't know. He takes a steam, a steam shower, and then he jumps into like a cold bath. Okay. He's doing both. All right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then it says his healthy aging breakfast is high protein and packed with nutrients. Uh, 48 grams of protein, blah, 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 blah. He follows a pagan diet. What is that? Does that mean he's an idolater? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much eat eat whatever you want. I mean, he's not strict, but I'm pretty sure he's basically a a, a plant-based guy with, you know, smart proteins. Okay. You know, one time I had a good buddy of mine who I went and visited up in Connecticut, and he was like this plant based person and like in the morning he he tried to get me like he's like oh steve try this uh this uh this breakfast it's got like tree bark in it and purple <laughs> stuff and it was like i'm not going around eating a tree okay just give me my uh give me my cocoa puffs and i'll be happy um but you know what i have a better uh way to feel 20 years younger you want to know what my way is how i feel 20 years younger in fact my way i feel 30 years younger you want to know what it is a fake id <laughs> No, but my way is I just live with an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> then I feel 30 years younger. <laughs> Are you blowing up your whoopee cushion in the middle of my bit? I'm trying to tell to, a joke and you're blowing up. I need up to a... be prepared. Oh, you're like, <sighs> the, the, the audience can't hear my bit, my jokes. You know, I write too, Dr. Hyman. I write jokes for lighten up. I, I drink coffee and I, I don't have to. And I don't have to feel uh, – I feel 30 years younger because I live with an 80-year-old. Anyway, do you live with an 80-year-old? <laughs> um, no. No. Okay. Good. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, you know, we have someone new that just joined us. India. Hello, India. Say hello, Joseph. Hello, India. I have a very bad Indian accent. I once was talking with someone on the phone from some guy in India, and I said, oh, good. I want to do this. I tell him, I can do an Indian accent. I'm going to do it, and then you tell me if it's any good. And then I talked to him like this, and I asked a few questions. And then he said, well, it's not very good. But he said, but if I had to you know, pinpoint where you're from, you're from Gujarat. I have no idea where Gujarat is. Somehow I have a Gujarat accent. Yeah, so it's a state all. in India. <laughs> all right. When we get back after these messages, everybody, stick around. We got a great show with Yosef Kana.
Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio for our second segment. My name is Steve Miller, if you're just joining us. And today we have a special guest host because Roya, the Persian immersion, uh, decided to take a personal day. So we have the, the very, very funny, talented Mr. Yosef Kanaf. Hello, Hello, Yosef. Hello. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Um, so a lot of our listeners, uh, uh, the last couple of shows, so I wanted to let the listeners know next week there's not going to be a show because I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I got called for jury duty. Have you ever been on jury duty, Yosef? I don't think I have. Okay. Um, I tried to get out of it. I was basically telling them how I don't feel safe in the city of Philadelphia and I hate all criminals and, uh, and I couldn't get out of it. They still said, you still got to come down Monday and Tuesday. Now it's like where I just sit all day. I may not even get called, but then if I do get called, I get interviewed by the lawyers to see if I'd be a good juror. So I'm going to show up. Uh, and then I wrote him another letter saying, well, I'm, I tried to pull the Jew card. You ever pull the Jew card? <laughs> No, but, you know, if, if they actually interview you, you can use the same reasons and they'll probably disqualify you. Yeah, well, I'm basically I told them I was in a, a Torah Jew. And then I was like, even if I get chosen, I said, I, I have to go home for Shabbat. And then the guy writes back, don't worry, uh, you'll be in home plenty in time for Shabbat because this is only takes place on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to show up next Monday morning uh, in the courthouse with um, a white hood. I'm going to just take my 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 pillowcase and just put it over my head and just be like, um, yeah, I, I hate black people. <laughs> and uh, with my tzitzit, my kippah, I'll probably get beat up before I even enter the courthouse. <laughs> but anyway, so I have to go. I'm very upset. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to share that. And I wanted to let our producer know, please write it down on your calendar. No lighting up. <laughs> anyway. So, um, do you have any stories, Yosef, or no? I've got a cat. I have a cat lady update. Okay, so real quick, before you give that update, I just want to, the audience may not know, uh, the last time you were on the show, you have a um, a neighbor who is a little mentally unstable, and she has lots of cats, right? And she makes a lot of noise, and she's a little... Yeah, kind of of like that. I mean, in a nutshell, she is insane. (laughs) She has... (laughs) Probably, probably schizophrenia. She goes in the hallway. She wishes death on all the neighbors. She, she hates, she hates Ethiopians. She hates Russians. She hates Americans. Wait a she, second. She'd be perfect for. She should replace me in jury duty. Okay, so I'll, you know, I'll give you her number afterwards. So, so what's called? So she makes a lot of noise. She's taken to screaming out her kitchen window at the whole neighborhood, and you know, airing her complaints. She has all st- sorts of strange beliefs. She believes that I made a secret agreement with the with the guy in apartment number six, and then she demands that we cancel the secret agreement. I've talked with him. He and neither of us know what the secret agreement is, but she says we have to cancel. It. So she makes a lot of noise. She scares children. And she scares women also because they're afraid of what she might do. So, so um, the guy on the sixth floor this morning, actually yesterday, he started. He put speakers in his window, and starting at seven in the morning, he puts on Jewish music really loud, so that when she yells out her window, you can't understand what she's saying because the music is so loud. I think that's a brilliant. And also, he plays Ishai Rebo music, which is very good Jewish music. If people listening haven't heard Ishai Rebo, 
Yishai Rivo's music is what prayer should be. Oh, really? He's really, really good. He puts his whole soul into it, soul into it, and it's just really awesome music. Anyway, that's my cat lady story. Oh, okay. She wow. calls me. She has names for me. She calls me a sadist. She calls me the American sadist. She calls me a sex offender. She calls me a low life, <laughs> a low life, a scumbag. And she wow. Like, and she like it's you as she walks past our door. She yells stuff like that. She doesn't like my wife. She calls her fatty and bomba. I don't know what bomba is, but she when she sees her going out of the building, she goes, "Hey, there's bomba. Everybody, look at bomba." Oh my the, God! The you know what? A, I, I I knew there was a reason why I wanted you as a guest host on Lighten Up because you're all those things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, let's hope she gets the help she needs. Baruch Hashem. Uh, all right. So I told you uh, during the course of the week because you weren't the last time you were on the show. Uh, I was married. Now I'm getting divorced. <laughs> a lot's happened. <laughs> You have nothing to say about that. You're silent. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was I was uh, spacing out. I do have ADD. My mind I, wanders. I remember that. I remember you telling me you have ADD. Well, come on, be professional. Let's go. Stay with me, babe. <laughs> um, go ahead. Were we going to say something? I, I don't have. I, I don't want to ask you personal details about the relationship. So I don't know what Let, else to say. I mean, it sucks. I've I've gone through divorce. It's not the most fun thing. But I know. Let me explain something to you about me. I share my whole life on this show. I wear my heart on my sleeve. This is what I do. It's very therapeutic. I tell everything. I tell everybody everything. So you can ask me the most personal questions as long as it's as long as our producer agrees that it's clean. I don't care. I don't care who knows what because that's the way I deal with my pain. Um, anyway, I wanted to. The reason why I bring this up is because I found this on uh, this week. You know who else is getting a divorce after 22 years? And I was married 20 years and I'm in the process of it. But you know who else is getting divorced? No. You're going to know this. Kellyanne Conway and her husband. I don't know who that is. She was President Trump's advisor. And, and her husband hated Donald Trump. And he was saying all these horrible things while he was president. Remember? Vaguely. Oh, come on. You're wearing a Let's Go Brandon hat. And you don't even know who Kelly Conway is? <laughs> Sorry. There are a lot you of don't, people, you don't lot know of people the cast, in the world. You don't know the cast of characters in Trump's administration? Come on. Um, everybody. So it says Kellyanne Conway and her husband split after 22 years uh, after admitting in her 2022 memoir that her husband's criticism of Trump was a betrayal. Um, anyway, so Trump tweeted about the divorce, and I think it's hysterical. Uh, it says Kellyanne Conway and her husband, George, have filed for divorce after 22 years. The couple known for being political opposites has gone their separate ways. Um it says George has been one of Donald Trump's biggest critics, that's her husband, and publicly mocked the president on Twitter while he was while his wife was employed. Um, anyway, so it says the pair have both hired a divorce lawyers. Hey, I wonder if one of their divorce lawyers, my divorce attorney, my divorce attorney is Mordechai the Jew. <laughs> He's the best, baby. In fact, Mordechai is on vacation right now. You know where my attorney is? I'm in pain. I need him to, to do this divorce. You know where he is right now? Cancun? No, he's in Rome eating pasta. Anyway, okay. he better get back quick. Um, anyway, so the pair have hired uh, divorce attorneys. And anyway, so this is what Trump writes. Uh, <laughs> her former boss celebrated her divorce on Truth Social. 
writing. This is what he says. This is so funny. I wish I could do a Donald Trump impression because it would be great, but I can't. It says, congratulations to Kellyanne Conway on her divorce from her wacko husband, Mr. Kellyanne Conway. Free at last. She has finally gotten rid of the disgusting albatross around her neck. (laughs) She is a great person and will now be free to lead the kind of life that she deserves. And it will be a great life without her extremely unattractive loser by her side. (laughs) You know, I I love Donald Trump. He's like, I don't care what anybody says. Is that not the greatest? And I said to myself, I need Donald Trump to tweet out something about my divorce to my wife. Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, thank God for Stephen. Stephen Miller is getting a divorce to that loser, Orpa, the Moabite that he married. Finally, he's getting rid of that woman and that albatross, that very ugly woman who's been a, a chain on his neck and a burden on his Yiddishkeit for 20 years. Oh, my God. How funny is that? Yeah. So 20 years. I was married 24 years to somebody. Okay. 20 years. Didn't like me very much. (laughs) 20 years. She was married 22. I'm 20. You're 24. I guess around the 20 year mark. I guess that's when people either get the divorce or they just stay miserable and stay together. (laughs) Or they have a good relationship. That's also a possibility. I have an awesome wife now. My my current and this this could happen to you also. I mean, my, my current wife loves me. The first one, not so not such a fan, you know. I'm t- yeah. I, I don't like to be that guy who talks about his ex, so I'm t- t- tiptoeing here. You know, not- I don't mind. I don't mind talking about my ex. I call her Orpa the Moabite. <laughs> anyway, I need Donald Trump to uh, to tweet about me. That is just the greatest tweet, or he put it on his social media. I mean, how awesome is that? I don't care what you think of Donald Trump. He is funny. He's he's listen. He's the best president America's had for a long time. I believe so. Um. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So there's that. <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to share in the ne- in the last two minutes before we close out this section? Yeah, sure. I have Shabbos guests. Okay, we have sometimes we don't have any guests on Shabbos, and it's not it's depressing. I mean, I I love. I mean, <clears throat> I like my wife, and it's nice every once in a while. But we love having Shabbos guests. Especially guys, because they're fun. Especially like, you know, high school age, yeshiva age guys. We right. know a lot of guys who go to yeshiva in Shalvim. There's one family, a bunch of brothers that, that, that I, I can say their last name, Kabilio. The Kabilios are amazing people. So one of the Kabilio boys brought some Nerf guns a few weeks ago. He brought Again? his two best Nerf guns. Did I talk about these before? You, they, you, when you did the show a couple months ago or whatever it was, you, you talked about some kid who brought a Nerf gun. So more ah. people bring Nerf guns? No, no, same guy. Same. Maybe I'm telling the same story. This is depressing if I'm repeating myself because I thought I didn't tell the story. But in a nutshell, we went a Shabbos day. We went in the backyard. We set up empty beer cans, and it, he brought out my inner redneck. We were, we were shooting everything with Nerf guns. We were shooting beer cans, cats, anything that came into the yard. They're, they're, <laughs> they're a lot of fun. I just have to admit. I want to get one now. That's okay. not really okay. That's a story. When when, a when, story. when did they when did they come? Because you shared did they they must have visited you before, right? This one, yeah, they come a lot. We have we have they, they're our repeat guests. We like them. okay, you repeat guests, so they keep bringing their guns. That's good. All right, we will end on you tapping into your inner redneck, and we'll be back after these messages. Everybody, don't go away.
Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our third and final segment here on Israel News Talk Radio, the show Lighten Up. This is my DJ voice and my special guest host, Mr. Yosef Kanef. Yosef, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm very, doing very good, Yosef. Hi. What a uh, what a day it's been. What a show. You having fun? What are you, are you drinking a beer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Gold Aye. star. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's morning here, but what is it? It's, oh, this is another thing. We went through daylight savings time, and it's like now it, we're six hours difference from Israel. So when do you guys go through it? Every year it's different. Every year it's a big you know, crisis, and the government has to have a special meeting in the Knesset to decide when they're going to do it. I don't know. I don't understand I don't... that. I don't, what, what do they have to decide? Oh, listen, it, we're going to do spring forward, and we're going to vote on it. And just either do you it know, or not do it. It's so Israel, stupid. Israel is an interesting combination of very advanced smart stuff and Helm. What's that, Helm? Helm, Helm is like a, a legendary village of really not smart people. Oh, so, that's where that's where my family was originally from. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So here I got a great story for you. This is very funny. Now this is now she recently passed away, but I have uh, three reasons the world. Oh, here let me open it up first. The world's oldest person. How old do you think the world's oldest person was? One hundred and thirteen. No, older. Uh, she made it to one hundred and twenty-two. Wow. And she just recently passed away. It says three reasons uh, she lived so long from a longevity uh, expert. They interviewed her. Uh, her name was Jean Calmet. She's a French woman. Um, she incre- in, she achieved the incredible feat of living to 122. Now, I remember on a, in, Ju- in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, when it's your birthday, we say to 120. Right. So she beat him by two years. That's right. And when you, when you turn 120, what do you say in Judaism? Because you already reached 120, so what do you say? Goodbye. <laughs> Have a nice trip! <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, it says, but before her passing, um, Jean uh, met and discussed her life with, um, you know, someone, some demographer who studies the links between health and longevity. They wanted to find what her secret was. So was she one says... Of them, was one of them whiskey? Uh, well, you're going to love this. So it says um, there are some aspects of her life that likely contributed to her ability to live so long, he says. This is a person who interviewed her. One, it says she was wealthy, wealthy, not healthy, wealthy. It says Jean Benedict from growing up in a bourgeoisie family in the south of France. Um, she was living in a nice neighborhood, says Robine. This is the guy who interviewed her. This allowed her to go to this allowed her to go to school until the age of 16. Wow, what a scholar, <laughs> which was not very common for women during that time. Uh, and uh, it gave her the uh, ability to um, uh, receive uh, private classes in cuisine, art and dance until she got married at the age of 20. Another factor that likely helped her live longer and a stress less was that she never worked. <laughs> so very, being wealth, being yeah. wealthy and never working. So far, I'm going to be a- dead. Anybody soon. can do that. Right, right. Here's number two. She, here, here, here you go. She didn't. <laughs> this is the best. She didn't smoke cigarettes until much later in life. 
<laughs> it says here, um, until marriage, um, Gene was not allowed to smoke, says the author. We have to remember where we were at the end of the 19th century in a little town in the south of France. Of course, it was absolutely forbidden and impossible for a girl, and specifically in a bourgeoisie family, to do that. Yet, just after getting married, her husband offered her a cigarette. And though she was extremely happy to do something uh, that she wasn't allowed to do before, uh, when she was smoking for the first time, she did not find it nice, and she quit smoking. But interestingly enough, you're going to love this, uh, Jean didn't smoke for most of her life. But you know when she decided to pick up the habit again? No. At 112. <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? At 112, she decides to start smoking, babe. How funny is that? I don't know what to say to this. It's incredible. She was living in a nursing home, and she started to pick up smoking again. I love that. It gives me hope. Anyway. You know, uh, I, guess, I guess she figured even if it does damage, by the time it gets to her, she's going to be over 120, so she's beat the system. Right, right. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons she lives so long. Don't start smoking until you're 112, everybody. All right. She goes, and here's the third reason. She had a, she had a great social life with so much free time. Uh, she, uh, Jean had absolutely nothing to do except take care of herself. She visited, uh, she liked to visit France and have social activities. She spent most of her time attending social events, meeting new people. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, what else it says here? Even if she died at the age of 119, it would have been exceptional and it would have been the same with 120, but she lived to 122 and a few more days. So, uh, that's the article. So basically the key is be wealthy. Don't work. And smoke at 112. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's so nice to know. Yes. That is so funny, isn't have it? Have you ever smoked? Uh, I, I, uh, yes, I have. And uh, um, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Why are you asking me that? I don't know. Trying to make a yes, of course. I. What do you think? I went through my whole life, you know? Uh, yeah, man, give me a little puff of that cigarette. I've done I, a lot I, of... I've done smoked, a lot of bad things in my life. I smoked between 16 and 17. I got up to a pack a day. I was like, I loved smoking. Then my father died from emphysema. Oh, okay. That kind of had an impact on me. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, here's a good article. Um, this is really short, which was sent by my producer. Uh Actually, it says here, an asteroid. Did you know this during Perm? An asteroid the size of 112 camels to pass Earth last Wednesday. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a reference to the camels that makes it interesting. It's not supposed to happen until 2046, I think. Oh, it says here, asteroid 2023 could be as wide as 270 meters, which is the combined height of over 112 camels. <laughs> or, a sw or a swimming pool. I saw that in another article. How is that going to hurt the earth? How are 12 camels or how are 112 camels stacked on top of each other going to possibly affect the earth? Only if it falls on you. <laughs> exactly. Hi, oh, Oy, it's what a stupid article. Uh, anyway, it says its arrival also coincides with Shushan Purim. So it was supposed to happen last week. Now, you celebrated Shushan Purim, which was the day after uh, the 14th. The that's the 15th. That's the 15th. Purim, yeah. The 15th so, of Adar, because you lived in a walled city. 
We're actually we live in a suburb of Yerushalayim, so we we do the regular Purim. But a lot of guys, again from yeshiva, some of our guests, they double dip, so they they do Purim wherever they are, and then when they after they finish Purim over there, they get on a bus or whatever, they go to Yerushalayim, and then they have a second day of Purim. Okay. Now, did you uh, happen to see anything in the sky the size of twelve camels? I saw no camels. <laughs> I saw no no lights from the east. I saw nothing. What does a camel sound like? Can you do an um, impression of a camel? I, I, yeah, they, they they stink, and when you get on a camel, when they like they they're kneeling down because you got to climb up on them. They're very tall as it is, even when they're down. You get up on them, and they like they 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 move left to right. You feel like you're going to fall off. It's an interesting experience. Ah, okay. Uh, here we go. That's my camel impression. They spit too. Uh, here, oh, we have some they, sad news. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say they tell they tell off-color jokes, but I won't say that. Camels do? The ones I've met. Maybe <laughs> they weren't really camels. <clears throat> um, here, we have some sad news I'd like to uh, share uh, with our listeners who aren't aware, but this week, um, a very famous legendary actor, Chaim Topol from Fiddler on the Roof. He died at age 87 a couple days ago. Yep, yep. It, and that one of video my... of that video of him and uh, who is that? The redheaded guy who I oh, always and, forget. Oh, uh, Kay. Uh, Danny uh, Kay. Danny Kay. I saw that where they're singing. Uh, what love Danny, to life? Danny Kay. Learn, yeah, learn Lachaim in in Hebrew. Right. Is, you know, I respect him for that. I uh, he wasn't Jewish, was he? I think he was. Danny Kay. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, Fiddler on the Roof was one of my is one of my favorite movies. I love it. I love it. If I was a rich man, I love how he how he talks to God all the time. Hashem, he goes, God, you've made so many poor people, <laughs> and I am one of them. <laughs> oh, it was such a great movie. <clears throat> so anyway, to Chaim Topol, not necessarily funny, but I just wanted to pay a little tribute. Uh, do you know any songs you'd like to sing from Fiddler on the Roof? I I, I I refuse. Uh, I re- oh, I refuse. Our our producer is yes, he was Jewish. His real name was David Daniel Kaminsky. Oh, yep, yep. So he changed it to Danny K. Wow. Yeah. Like, what, you know, what, what Bob is he Dylan is... That's right. Bob Dylan is what's his real name? Bob Dylan Zimmerman Sh- or something? Shabsi Zimmerman or something like that. <laughs> David David Daniel Kaminsky. He's ashamed of being Jewish, but anyway. Uh, good for it's him. It's more of a business thing. They, the, yeah. the consideration is how am I going to, you know, how's this going to sound on the billboard, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, well, okay. <laughs> we'll move on. Would you like to share anything? Uh, you have any new, did you have you did you do anything? Did you prepare any news or did you find any news stories at all? I looked, but that, this is what I told you earlier. All the sources that I was looking for news were, were like, you know, what do they call it? Fake news. They were just like leftist, <laughs> leftist, you know, anti-Israel stuff. So I didn't, I couldn't find anything good. Okay, that's all right. Uh, that's all right. No, fine. Um, oh, here's something I found. Oh, this is this is you're gonna like this. This is from Twitter uh, because last month, February was February National Women's Month in America. I I heard something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, we're supposed to honor women. Uh, I honor women every no, inter- day. International Women's Day was in. Oh, it was, okay. So it was International Women's Day. So here, uh, 
they, uh, I guess the White House for International Women's Day, the Biden administration gives International Woman of Courage Award to a biological man. <laughs> Did you see that? No, but it doesn't surprise me. And there's a picture here of uh, Jill Biden with a, a tranny, I guess, or a transgender. It, really, it's an extremely ugly uh, woman who's really a man. But I mean, just, I mean, you know, how funny do you have to, I mean, are you kidding me? The, the 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 United States government hates women. What a what a what a kick in the face or whatever. What a you know what? It's horrible. On International Women's Day, you're going to give that to a man. Yeah. The the current people in the White House are very woke. I love some of the replies on the tweets here. It says uh, someone writes, "Women get what they want." Wish I was that privileged. <laughs> It says, here's someone wrote, men are better women than women are women. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, God. Uh, what else is it saying? Um, it says here, competing with uh, Saturday, Saturday Night Live, I see, may the best man win. <laughs> oh, God. Some of the, the, the people who reply uh, is, is, is funny. Oh, I don't know. I don't understand this. Someone replies, Parmesan is a hell of a drug. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so the United States government honors uh, a man for International Woman Day. Hi-yo! <laughs> they, and they've got they've got so many. They've got that guy who with the uniform. I don't know what his name is. This really ugly guy who's like something in the military. They got yeah. the guy who steals women's clothes from airports. <laughs> you know, got a whole yeah bunch suitcase. Of... She, he steals suitcases. Yeah, yeah. He got fired though. He's not he's not with them anymore. <laughs> Um, anyway, so let's, uh, where can we go before? Oh, here's, um, here's something good. Speaking of kind of politics here, uh, in San Francisco, uh, this is this article I just found this past week in San Francisco. If you don't wear a mask, they can put you in prison. <laughs> Did you know that they're still doing this serious? Yeah, it says the good news is that after they put you in prison, you aren't required to wear a mask anymore. <laughs> oh, God. It says Susan Phillip, MD, uh, believes masks work. Uh, either she must know something that science doesn't or she is incompetent. Which is can it? it? Can it be any mask? Like if I put on a Purim mask, that's good enough? Yeah, I guess so. It says here she is uh, on February 28th. Uh, Susan Phillip, M.D., she's the health officer of the city and county of San Francisco, issued this order requiring people who work in health care and in jails to be vaccinated and wear a mask at all times when in room with other people. Violation or failure to comply with this order is a misdemeanor punishable by fine, imprisonment or death. <laughs> so it's not everybody. It's just prisons and health care people so far. right right but the point is that once you get into uh prison you don't need to wear your mask yeah. <laughs> and you can all of those groups can poop on the sidewalk <laughs> that's right so it says here uh and then the article goes of course everyone knows masks don't work in the bangladesh trial for example purple cloth masks were were indistinguishable from the placebo I don't know what that means. It says vaccines are much more likely to kill you than save you, and they definitely increase your risk of getting COVID. So this order by Susan Phillip is nonsensical. <laughs> okay. There's uh, a South American country where they're they're voting on a law to put – if people don't get the injections, they get six years in jail. Where so, is this at? 
Some South American country. I forget where. Wow. Hey, South America listens to uh, Lighten Up. I wonder if they're listening now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Let's see. Oh, here's a, here's a really good article I think you'll like. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, it says, German ice cream parlor offers cricket-flavored scoops. Do you like ice cream? That's the, that's the Klaus Schwab special. <laughs> that's right. A German ice cream parlor has expanded its menu with a skin-crawling offer. Cricket-flavored scoops with dried brown crickets on top. WEF approved. (laughs) Excuse me, what would you like on your chocolate ice cream? You want some crickets? Yes, (laughs) and guess what? They're dead Jewish crickets. Ah! (laughs) That is disgusting. That is gross. Um, It is. It says uh, this guy, uh, Thomas Michelino, he owns a store in southern Germany's town of Rottenburg. Well, if, what a what a perfect name of your you live in Rottenburg and you're serving ice cream with crickets on it. That's pretty rotten. <laughs> hi Um It says here he has the habit of creating flavors that are far outside Germans' typical preferences for strawberry, chocolate, banana, and vanilla. In the past, guess what he's offered in the past? Liver armpit so- arm sprinkles, sprinkles. Yeah, liver offered. Uh, he's offered liver sausages. <laughs> And gor- gor- gorgonzola cheese ice cream, as well as gold-plated ice cream for four euros. Gorgonzola dis- cheese smells like sneakers. Yeah, and liver on your ice cream—that is disgusting. He's not to mention that it's a kashrut problem. <laughs> well, I don't think these guys are really con- concerned about that. He goes, "I am very curious person, and I want to try everything. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of things, including a lot of strange things, and crickets." But something I still wanted to try, also in the form of ice cream. But I had to make sure they were Jewish crickets. <laughs> Although there are there are crickets that are actually, you know, if you think eating bugs and all that kind of stuff. But in the Torah, there's a certain kind of cricket that you're allowed to eat if you know which one it is. The thing is that there are only a few people who know which ones. The, some of the Tainanim, some of the Yemenite Jews <laughs> have a tradition. They know which crickets you're allowed to eat, and I guess they eat them. I, I can't. You know, even if it was, even if it had an OU on it, I wouldn't need it. <laughs> no, that's gross. Um, anyway, um, before we finish up, is there anything you want to share? <laughs> I no, keep it's, you. it's mine. You can't have any. Uh, no, uh, not sharing the cricket ice cream. Is there a news story you'd like to share? No, I don't. Or, or anything. No, you, you asked me that. Um, I keep asking you that because, uh, because I'm running uh, out. I'm running out of material. <laughs> material. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say that. But I, I didn't bring any material. I tried, and then I have ADD. What do you want from me? I, I okay. forget. You know. You're, you're, you know what? This is great because I can fire you, and then you'll forget ten minutes later. <laughs> um, listen. So we're going to finish up with this story. So here's a great uh, story. Uh, do you know what a serval, a uh, African serval cat is? A servo cat? That's a cat that works for the government? Uh, Close. It's actually like it's this African cat. It's a wild cat, but it looks like a house cat, but it's really huge. A lot of people have these as pets. And here's the title of the article. It says, Cocaine Cat Escaped Owner Will Now Live at the Cincinnati Zoo. (laughs) Cocaine Cat? You sure they're not talking about a saxophone player? (laughs) It says here, uh, an African servo cat that was found with cocaine in its system 
after an escape at the traffic stop now calls the Cincinnati Zoo home. Much to the delight of social media users, still amused by the recent release of the movie Cocaine Bear. Did you hear about this movie? No, but how does a cat get cocaine in its system? Hey, man, cats, he's hooked on drugs, man. He's like, hey, meow, meow, I love cocaine. Uh, Maybe maybe that's what cat ladies feeding the neighborhood cats. uh, Yeah, it says uh, the slender feline made its escape after its owner was pulled over by the police on a January 28th, according to local animal control officers. It leaped out of the car into a tree. Uh, it says it says here uh, animal control was called. Um, it says in Ohio it is illegal to own the animals. Uh, this African serval, which can weigh up to forty pounds, during the rescue mission, the cat named Amiri broke its leg and became more agitated. Once Amiri was taken in for medical care by the Cincinnati Animal Care, the team ran a drug test in which they determined that the cat had cocaine in its system. <laughs> oh my God. Do you believe that? Cat, cat was running around looking for straws. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, not that I know anything about cocaine. I've never yeah. actually used cocaine, but <laughs> I've seen movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why don't you ask me if I do, do, do cocaine? I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah. So apparently, I guess this guy was a drug dealer or something like that. He probably just left cocaine around, and the cat was eating it. And the they cat found wanted co- to escape. And the, yeah, so the cat was so high on coke, it climbed up a tree, and now it's at the Cincinnati Zoo, Burb. <laughs> wow. So all you people living in Cincinnati, go visit the cocaine cat. Meow! <laughs> anyway, we're coming down to our last 60 seconds, 30 seconds. Uh, I'm going to ask you for the last thing, after the last time. Yosef, is there anything you'd like to say? 30 seconds left while we finish up this show. I, I could say you are reaching the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Please don't come back next week because there will be no show, but come the week after. That's right. Uh, I will ha- be on jury duty, everybody, trying to get out of it. Uh, so there will be no show. But the next week, March 28th, there will be a show with Roya. She'll be back. Thank you, Yosef, for being an incredible co-host, a guest host. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, everybody. I love you. And remember, hashtag FKM. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas. 
now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Doris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 